back, everyone, to another episode of Young Pyromancers Podcast. Today's episode 13, and joining me over the air because of Corona is Charlie, Mr. Greyroad. Hello, guys. Alright, today we've got some monster Ikoria spoilers. Kind of nuts how much stuff, gigantic, weird things we're getting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's... Why don't we just dive straight in? Uh, we're gonna... Spoilers in great quantities. Yeah, we're gonna forgo doing some, like, New Horizons and stuff. Because basically this whole episode is New Horizons. So, the whole episode we're just talking about some of the nut spoilers that we've gotten since yesterday. Yeah, they're coming in quick, so we gotta keep up. Uh, all, right, all right, why don't we... Yeah, you read off the Apex Cycle. Yeah, so the Apex Cycle is a set of legendary creatures for each shard... Uh, there's five of them as you'd expect, and they are, they have names, and then they're the Apex of X. Oh, well, they, they were the clans, not the, the shards. So this set, this, this set, they're doing, they're, they're re-envisioning the clans from Tarkir as, as like, as, um, triomes, they're calling them. They're, like, they're like, kind of, like the shards of Alara, those, like, separate parts of Ikoria, and each of them is aligned with three colors of mana. Yeah, they all have new names as well. So, first off here, we have Indatha, or which was formerly known as Abzan, so black, green, white. And its apex is Nethroi, apex of, supposedly, undeath. We're not sure about this. It's, it's, it's death. It just, the spoiler just came in, like, a couple of minutes ago. So it is Nethroi, apex of death. That, that just came in. So, like, we're literally recording this, like, as spoilers are rolling in. So we're probably going to have more extra spoilers to add to this list by the end, but yeah, continue. Yeah, alright, so, secondly, in Rogrin, or Jeskai, which is blue, red, white, we have Vadrock, Apex of Thunder. Then in Zagoth, or Saltai, which is black, green, blue, very close to my heart, we have (laughs) Rokos, Apex of Forever. Uh, In Savai, which is Mardu, which is black, gr- black, red, white. Apologies. We have Snapdax, Apex of the Hunt, and lastly in Ketria or Timur, which is green, blue, red. We have Eluna, Apex of Wishes. Yeah, uh, and then um, why don't we just go through and read them all because people don't know. Well, we we talked about uh, we talked about two of them. So why don't we read the other three that have been spoiled since yesterday? So we read Vadrock. We knew what Vadrock and Eluna did. So why don't we read Nethroi, Brokos, and Snapdax? Because those are all new. Alright. So, I'll read Nethroi here. So, Nethroi is two, a white, a black, and a green. So two and an Abzan. For a legendary creature, Nightmare Beast Cat has Mutate for four, a green, white, or Selesnia hybrid mana, and black, black, has Death Touch and Life Link, and whenever this creature mutates... Return any number of creature cards with total power 10 or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. It's a 5-5. Five, five. So, uh, we're gonna see here... So, th- as we... Uh, from the spoilers, Gavin Verhey put out, this is the card with uh, total power 10 or less that we've mm-hmm. seen. We thought uh, this was gonna be Giant Collected Company, but sadly not. This is still pretty cool, though. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a 5-5 five, five for 5. 
with Death Touch and Lifelink, so not terrible on rate, but this is a pretty interesting ability, and I mean, it's kind of a high price at 7 mana, but paying 7 mana to return any number of creatures total power 10 or less, that's pretty good, especially if you can have some lower power creatures with uh, strong abilities. So this Yeah, will... I feel like yeah, this there's will be probably going to be some sort of infinite combo with this card. I mean, yeah, you would assume that there's infinite combos with power 10 or less, but uh, I suppose I think we'll we'll see. I think this is very deck dependent, so we'll have to see how this goes, uh, depending on which way people in standard and other formats try to build this card. So, for example, in Commander, we'll have to see how uh, this card's played. If people play it, which is like a they can play tokens or a lot of other things. So I suppose we'll see, but this is pretty interesting as a uh, start here. You want to read our second? Yeah, so, well, so here's the thing about Nethroy, is that mutate cost is really high, it's 7 mana, but however, if you just play it normally for its 5 mana cost, and then you mutate it, and you slide something else under it, for like as low as 3 mana, then you get that, then you get that, uh, the effect. Even if it's not the thing that mutates onto something else. If something's mutating onto it, you trigger the effect. So that seems pretty powerful, like a pretty powerful uh, interaction. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, as we can read our second one here. Yes, I will do that. Uh, oh, Zagoth, Brokos, Apex of Forever. Sorry. Yeah, Let so me find this. Brokos is... Oh, there it is. Brokos is two black, green, and blue. So two and Sultai for legendary creature Nightmare Beast Elemental. It has Mutate for two, a Demir Hybrid, and black, black. Trample, 6-6, six, six, and you may cast Brokos Apex of Forever from your graveyard using its Mutate ability. So this was one of the Apexes that was spoiled, or that was leaked. So we already knew that this existed because they leaked the Biocult Space Godzilla. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so we did see this, but this is interesting. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily as powerful as the, uh, yeah, the Apex we've already talked about, but it's interesting. It's a 5 mana 6 6 with trample, and I suppose it's a nice mutation, especially if you can mutate a creature with strong abilities onto the 6 6 trampler body, but I don't know. This one isn't necessarily as exciting for me. Well, I just like this as a commander because um, it's just it's a similar commander. to. Uh, well, I know it's just a Sultai commander, but it's like. Uh, wait, what was what was the one commander? Mimeoplasm. No, no uh, it's similar to Mimeoplasm, but the one that you can cast from your graveyard, the one that got Hogak. Yeah. How you how you can just bypass commander attacks because you just constantly cast it from your graveyard. Oh yeah, that is that is another thing. I think right, so you take you commander attacks so. I think this is one of the better commanders. It, it's not one of the better, like, stronger cards for most formats, but I think this is one of the better commanders, like, just for the commander format, because it bypasses commander attacks and messes with the graveyard, and graveyard, as we know, is very strong. I mean, you could say that, I suppose. <laughs> Alright, and then the last one is Snapdax Apex of the Hunt. I'll read this quickly. It's yeah. one red, white, black. For, so one in Mardu, legendary creature, dinosaur, cat, nightmare. 3-5. Mutate for f two, Rakdos hybrid, white, white. 
has double strike, and whenever this creature mutates, drain four from target creature or planeswalker. I so like you do a four and then gain four. I like this. Oh, card. whenever it mutates. Whenever it mutates. This is a very good card, in my opinion. I think this is very good. Yeah. So, um, it's a 3-5 with double strike, which is a 6-6 six, six attacker for four, which is already very good. Uh, but if you can mutate this, not only do you get four damage to target creature, planeswalker, opponent controls, and you gain four life, which is strong removal, um, but you also you can mutate it and get a 3-5, or you can get double strike on another creature, which is very, very good, and double strike is one of the arguably one of the best abilities in magic, so. Yeah, yeah, double strike, very strong. And so, yeah, I think Snapdax is very good. And uh, less, less good as a commander, but very good in other formats. Yeah, I think it's kind of a, it, it doesn't have a ton of, like, depth as a commander. It's a pretty straightforward yeah. card. I mean, you can you can build it for sure, but there might be other commanders that have more interesting abilities that you want to build around instead. But this is definitely a very strong card, like on right and with its abilities. Yeah, I think uh, that Vagrock is going to be the best commander out of the Apexes. Uh, yeah, I think either I think Luna, either Luna or Vagrock. Um, yeah, I think I think that's reasonable. I think, I think Vag- Luna, then Vadrock, then this Biolante dude. Oh, that that's his alternate form. Uh, what's it? Oh, Nethroy. Uh, I'm less excited about Snapdax. Snapdax as a commander. Yeah, as a commander. I think, I think Nethroy, Aluna, Nethroy, Vadrock, and Aluna. Yeah. I think Aluna and Vadrock both have crazy abilities. So I think if you can build around them correctly, then it's just going to be... Uh, they can be very, very strong. Vadrock is, I feel like it has a strong ability that if you can put enough mutate creatures in your deck, can, can be sort of like uh, the um, Esper commander from last year. What's her name? Uh, Elsha. Uh, no, Jeskai? Yeah, Elsha. Or yeah, Jeskai. Kind of has oh, that. This is graveyard. This is graveyard stuff, so. Yeah, so this is really interesting. We'll see how We'll see how that goes, but I mean, I feel like you could build this a few ways, like you could try and build it as like mutate storm. That'd be pretty interesting. But we'll definitely have to see some more like cheap creatures with mutate before that can become an archetype. Yeah. No. Well, I see this more as a similar to Savin the Chronoclasm. Yeah. Type deck. So you're doing stuff with flashback and other things. I think, I think this, this would also be strong as artifacts, Jessica artifacts. Yeah, I think uh, this card's definitely better than Savin. Because right. Savin doesn't actually do anything by itself. Uh, you have to build. You you have to like specifically build flashback cards. And it's right. That's why people were running Elsha as the Jessica yeah. commander for last year's good stuff. But Vadrak's pretty interesting, and it's a decent body. It's a three three flying first strike for three. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's like almost a Mantis Rider. Almost. Almost. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think this might actually be decent standard as well. Yeah, I mean, if you can... Because it's a good cheap body. Yeah, we have the shocks and the temples. So this could be played turn three and then turn four swinging for a three, three flying first strike. So I guess, I suppose Jeskai aggro could be a thing. With Luminous Broodmoth. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Luminous Broodmoth doesn't want stuff to have flying. Yeah. Okay, so I think Luminous Broodmoth, that's the Mothma insect. Yeah. 
I think is going to be uh, four of in all the white weenie decks. I think that yeah. is going to make is mono white a really good card. And if you can like fit it in a good white weenie deck, then mm. it'd be good. There are some decent white cards already, like uh, Venerated Knight, which is like a one mana two one. So I think it could see some play in standard possibly. Is Venerated Knight also the one that dies and puts a one one counter on another knight. Yeah, so that's a really good, a good card. card. So, so you um, Venerated Knight. Um, I think it becomes even better in Pioneer, because then you've got access to History, Benalia, and uh, Benalish uh, Commander. Yeah. The, so the, the, the triple that, white dude. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you're playing a four of in Pioneer, but it's definitely a really good uh, I think card it's a four of in Standard, though. And a super good sideboard card in Pioneer, because it just protects you from, like, control as long as it doesn't get countered, you know? Right, right, right. Okay, alright, let's move on here. Yeah. We've got the Crystal Cycle. The Crystal Cycle is a new set of Mana Rocks, and they all tap for... They tap for one of the three colors of the Triome. So, for example, Savai Crystal is a three-mana artifact that taps for uh, red, white, or black, and then also has Cycling for two mana. So I think this is... These are, like, good. I, I think I'd play these often. Because if you have the mana ramp, then you chuck them, and you cycle them. And if you don't, then you draw. And I'm guessing these are also going to be in the pre-cons. I think they're fine. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, I think they're, they're fine. Nothing, they're not amazing. They're they're like Commander Sphere. They're essentially the different wording. I, but they no, have the but Commander Sphere is better. Commander Sphere is better. The same effect as Commander Sphere, because you can cycle it for two, or you can play... Commander Sphere for three, tap it, so you're essentially paying two to draw a card and put it in your graveyard. So it's kind of the same effect as Commander Sphere, but yeah, that's true. But I think I think Commander Sphere is better because it taps for any color, can tap for five colors. Yeah, and as a result, Commander Commander Sphere is dollar fifty. I think these go to fifty cents and stop there. I I think these are going to remain to be budget staples that we're going to toss in every three color deck. Yeah, I think I think they they're worse than the Signets, but they're better than the uh, lockets. They're also better than the banners. Yeah. The banners that we got in the last set. I think these are... these are. I wouldn't call them strictly better, but I, I think they actually might be strictly better than the banners. Because the banners, you have to pay three mana and tap it, and then you sack it and draw a card. But these, you just pitch them from your hand. I guess banners banners do stuff when they're in the battlefield, turn nine. You can sack them. Yeah. But even then, I find myself cutting banners for like stuff like mana geode and stuff. I don't know. I think I think they're fine. Yeah, 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 I think they're fine. I just hope they don't get expensive because I, I think, think I like putting three mana mana rocks. I don't think three mana mana rocks are ever expensive, as long as they only at, at three mana. Right at three mana. Three mana tapping for one will always. Yeah, I just I wish they would like they were two mana or something. Like I don't know if they'd be too good if you made them two mana. Two mana's pretty far above rate, I think. In a three. No, but if you like, made them enter tapped. Two mana, enter tapped. Mm. As all the rest of the stuff? It seems better that way. I think it'd be a little more yeah. expensive. It's still not like, outrageous, but it it's, it's, being pretty, if we it's did that. pretty good there. I think it'd probably be around two bucks in that case. Yeah, I, I think these are fine. I think these hover around 25 to 50 cents. Yeah. They might even go lower than that while, while the... They're being While Icoria is being opened. All of this is really delayed because of the corona and stuff. But, yeah, um, oh, we're also cool. getting signpost on comments. We're seeing some of the signpost on comments. And, 
yeah, I think there's four of them so far. And the four are... And, well, it's also, it's also pretty cool how we can see, see what the, what the archetypes are as we move through. Uh, so, well, it's sometimes kind of difficult to determine which ones are the signposts, but I think right now it's looking like what they're doing, they're doing the same thing that they did in War of the Spark. So for the signpost yeah. on commons, they have a creature and then also an instant or sorcery. So they, they, so they've got two signposts on commons, because that's what we're seeing, because I see two Simic on commons. I mean that that's just my uh, my guess. It it might not be be that way, but we've got Sprite Dragon, which appears to suggest that the is that that the um is that uh, signpost uncommon or the drafting strategy is non creature spells, and then Primal Empathy and uh, I think it might actually be uh, Trumpeting Nog. Trumpeting Nog is uh, suggests that Simic is mutate. Golgari back for more is Reanimator, and then General's Enforcer is Legendary Humans, which is kind of weird, but I think Legendary Humans, there might be enough of them that it could be enough. Maybe maybe it's just Humans, is the... I don't know. Um, maybe maybe Red, White, and then Red, White, and then White, Black. So they do the thing with the, the Knights. Red, White, and White, Black would like Humans, and then also, like, maybe Black, Red is also a Human thing, but they all do different things. Like, that's how they did in what they did in Eldran. Yeah, it, it's looking to me like, um, one of the signpost cards for Izzet is Sprite Dragon. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, so that's suggesting that Izzet is non-creature spells. Yeah, I mean, it, it, weird, it, 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 was... <laughs> yeah, it might have been Izzet. Well, we also kind of, they were also kind of hinting at it with Lutri. Yeah. Because Lutri showed us that. Alright, then... Sadness. All right, let's talk about Lutri though, because we need some clarifications about Companion. Yeah. So, uh, more stuff was released about Companion. Uh, Lutri, the spell chaser. We read Lutri yesterday, but we're gonna read it again. Lutri is one is at hybrid is at hybrid for a legendary creature elemental auto a three two Companion. Each non-land card in your starting deck has a different name. Flash, and then also when Lutri, the spell chaser, enters the battlefield, if you cast it. Copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. So companion is allows you to start with a card outside the game, and you can cast it once. But you have to fit the deck building restriction. But Lutri basically doesn't have a restriction in commander. So commander is yeah. a singleton format, so which is broken and it's already going to have a different name. And so um, uh, the RC for commander said that. It doesn't, like, they just don't want it this way because it's giving you a free 101st card with no downside whatsoever. Well, it's also a ninth card in your hand. Yeah, and so it just doesn't, it just doesn't promote, like, a healthy format in general. It's not, I don't think, I agree in that it's not a good thing to just do this for, it's just a free card, literally. And is that, Mm. and it's, it's, uh, yeah, they just don't think it's a good idea. And I would be... So I'm in favor, I'm definitely in favor of keeping Lutri on the ban list. Like, I, I'm in favor of not letting this go and just, just keep it on the ban list. But I think if they had a way to clarify, like, clarify, I know they don't want to separate the ban list, but if they had a way to, like, fix the rules and stuff, I would have Lutri, or, I mean, we can just rule zero this. Rule zero basically is the the rules committee saying, it's a casual format, you do whatever you want with your playgroup. 
And I think I'm going to make a pitch to our small play group that we should allow Lutri as a as a commander, just not as a com- companion. Because I think it's a fine commander. Yeah. Um, like, it's fine as a commander. It's a, it's a good commander. It's definitely I think it should good. also be fine in the 99. Like, it's a good commander, it's good in the 99. But, I mean, yeah. it's not any different from, like, Dualcaster Mage in the 99. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that... uh. It is the way it is, where you can't have it, like, banned as companion. Right. But it, having it just banned in general and not having stuff like banned as commander and banned as com- companion... It's uh, simpler. ...has been established. It's simpler. It's, it's probably simpler better format. Yeah. And then as a result, stuff like Kokusho comes completely off the ban list because they implemented that. It used to be banned as commander, but then they moved it to the normal ban list, and then people were like, hey, this isn't that bad. And then they took Kokusho off. Yeah. So, like, maybe sometime in the future we figure out how to, like, if, if they ever, like, make, like, more companions and we just have a way to, like, retcon something or whatever. Like, make making Lutri legal as a commander or in the 99. I, I think we're probably going to rule zero this and just say, not as your companion, but in the 99, com- uh, commander is fine. And that's what a lot of people in the ma- greater magic community are doing as well because Lutri is a very cool card. It's just the companion just makes it too strong. Um, also, people are talking about uh, showing up, pulling up to the table with their uh, Ludovich and Krom Potno deck. And they're like, oh, you're playing a Potno deck. And then you pull out Lutri too. Yeah, that's. <laughs> and three commanders. <laughs> um, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think three commanders is, you know, a trio. So. Yeah. Alright, and then we also are going to... I mean, yeah, okay, we're done with our discussion on... I mean, part, just partner already is, like, really good. In, well, uh, in CEDH. Yeah, like, that's a good point. Every deck, and near every deck in CEDH plays partner commanders, and there may be some reason as to why this is. You know? Right. Because have it's like having nine cards in your hand. And yeah. then with Lutri, I think, I think Lutri would be insanity in... Potner in, uh, what's it called? In CEH? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Nauru Meha is already a T2 deck. Like, having, having Lushri and then something like Vile Smash with Thwasios. It's not, it's not as resilient as Sushi Hulk, but I mean, it's good. It's a, a two card win the game, you know. Well, no, well, I mean, because you could play, yeah, you'd be able to, yeah, yeah, you'd be able to, uh, win for free. Oh, well, no, Lutri, Lutri is actually really only, uh, like, Naru Meha can be a one, one kill, one card kill, because it's Naru and then Ghostly Flicker. Yeah, but I mean. Because then you flicker your lands. Yeah, you Oh, but you also need, like, a Sunscorched Desert or something. Yeah, so. It's a, it's a solid deck, you just fill your deck with, like, Flicker stuff and stuff that triggers whenever as something enters the battlefield. So, I mean, it, it'd be a decent deck competitively, but, uh... But Lutri was unfair, and it would've... I mean, I, I feel like already they had to be super careful about their stuff with CEDH, because, like... I mean, if they... All they have to do is print something that's pretty broken with Companion, and then it's just gonna mess with the CEDH format. Yeah, I But, agree. like, I, I like the design of the other three, though, because Gyruda is pretty limiting, only even... 
And then Umori, I was trying to brew around Umori yesterday, and then I wanted to build artifacts. And so Umori, Umori's companion ability is each non-land in your starting deck shares a card type. And then I realized that if I was going to play artifacts, my commander needed to be Golgari, but then also an artifact. So limiting that to budget, I only had one option. That was Golos, and I'm like, I don't want to build another Golos deck, so I stopped trying to brew it. Yeah, um, I think companion as a mechanic is a, a really cool idea, and it's very interesting. Uh, but Lutri is just like it's very cool, but I think it's annoying for commander, and people are getting very mad at something that every card doesn't need to be for a commander. You know, I think people are yeah, overreacting yeah. slightly and getting a little mad, and I think it's just, it doesn't need to be for commander. It's just one card, you know. There's no well, but, I mean, it's just kind of right. So what? What people? I think the main thing that people are um, weird about is like why? Like they could have just made. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of in the middle. Like I'm not. I'm not like taking to Reddit and I'm like, <gasps> wizards take oh over God, the. Oh, the... Right, right, right. So like, I'm not going insane about it. I can't I'm just like man. Commander deck. Well, I'm the main thing I'm upset about is they had to ban the otter, the only otter in existence, and I yeah. wanted my elemental otter tribal deck. So, eh, whatever. Yeah, shame. I'd put it in my if I had a Timur elementals deck, I'd put it in there. That would be good. That would be very good. Uh, okay. Okay, let's get. We're going to have a very special guest. Hmm. Right now. Now. Eh, it's okay. We'll have our special guest on in 30 seconds. Uh, Miles is going to be joining us soon because scheduling and stuff. But uh, anyways, let's talk about Colossus. Oh, let's talk about our cards. Okay, so our first card here is, uh, as we've seen in the Gavin Verhey hints, uh, this is the card that is larger than Eldrazi Conscription, and it is fantastic. I'm going to play this in every green deck from now on. So it's Philosophication. It's five, a green, and a green for an aura. It says, Enchant Creature. When Colossification enters the battlefield, tap Enchanted Creature. Enchanted Creature gets plus 20, plus 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time we've ever gotten to say that. Plus 20, plus 20. Yeah. That is so fun. Yeah. Actually, that's probably not true. Someone's probably done it with, like, Aspect of Hydro or something. But first time on an aura. And the, flavor, up, the flavor text is pretty good. Turns out the case oh, yeah. <laughs> of the flattened outpost and the cast of the missing kitten were related. <laughs> All so right. Miles is here. Yeah. Hello, everybody. This All right, we now have a whole cast. Yeah, all right, we've got the whole cast on now, and classification is insanity, but we are running out of time, kind of, but... Anyways, we're, we've got lots of spoilers, but we don't want to keep you captive for too long, so we're going to start moving along. Chevel, Bane of Monsters, is a black and a green for a legendary creature human rogue with death touch. And at the beginning of your upkeep, if your opponents control no permanents with bounty counters on them, put a bounty counter on target creature or planeswalker an opponent controls. Whenever an, a permanent with an, oppo that an opponent controls with a bounty counter on it dies, you gain three life and draw a card. It's a two-mana commander, but... 
honestly, it's like promoting Golgari control, which is like, mm. I don't know, this this is like interesting without being interesting, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I definitely it's like, cool like, that he, I like the idea, for sure. Right, he's a monster hunter, he's he's marking something and then you, go, you have to go to kill it, and then he gives you money. Yeah, no, I'm. Which is I'm life in cards. I honestly really like. I like it, but also at the same time, I feel like it probably would have worked better in a different color. But I mean, yeah, I mean, because like Black I mean, Ari, Black no Ari has color. plenty of removal; doesn't need more. I think right, it would be cool if it was I, more of a challenge, like red green or something. Yeah, I think flavor wise, it's pretty Golgari, but I think it could also fit decently in like Jund. Yeah, Jund wouldn't have been bad. Um, I wish the reward was more also, because it's like you go all through all this and you gain three life and draw a card, and you have to do upkeep. It's slow. I think it's just slow. It's a two, it's a two mana creature with, it's a one through with death touch with an upside. Right, right. They had to, they had to design this for standard in mind as well. Yeah. So like. I think this is a, I, this is a fine card. I think it's fine. Now, I just don't think it's going to be that good. doesn't revolve commander. around commander, unlike we want I know, to. I know. I know. I <laughs> know we want to. But, uh. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is fine for standard. I think this is a very well designed card. I just don't think it's gonna be that powerful. At least in commander, I think. In I standard, like it though. There could. I hypoth- really like the flavor. Yeah, I think in standard there could hypothetically just be uh, a Golgari control deck with you know four copies of Assassin's Trophy, and you just keep destroying your opponent's permanents and drawing cards. And I do not like uh, that though. That's mean. Okay, but it's okay. fine. Just also, because it's not commander. I mean, yeah. It, it, it'll, it'll be fun, though. Uh, real quick, where are you guys looking at spoilers? Cause... Oh, sorry. We should yeah. share that with you. you know, oh, kinda, okay, yeah, so I'm looking in. on multiple websites because cards are being spoiled, like, everywhere. So we, we'll say this for you guys, too. MTG Goldfish is a good place to look. Mythic Spoiler, Magic Spoiler, also the Magic TCG Reddit page. Yeah, no, I'm on Reddit And right uh, now. also the Wizards website isn't bad. Also Twitter, if you have it. Put it in our... Uh... Zencaster. Uh, oh, 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 something big just got spoiled, and I want to talk about it. Alright. What? Alright, so Fiend Artisan is a new mythic that they dropped, and it's hybrid mana, which is cool. It's Golgari hybrid, Golgari hybrid. For Creature Nightmare, it's a 1-1. One, one. Fiend Artisan gets plus 1, plus 1 for each creature in your graveyard. Creature, creature card in your graveyard. We did it. It's a new Gorf in Standard. It's it's bad Tomagoish. Congratulations. But it also has X and then hi- Golgari Hybrid. Tap, sacrifice another creature. Search your library for a creature card for a, with converted mana cost X or less. Put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Congratulations, Wizards. You have printed a better Tomagoish. Why? It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I expect this card to be like forty dollars tomorrow. I guarantee you, this is. Have to, you don't even have to sacrifice a creature with greater power. It's any creature, yeah, yeah. and you just gotta put X mana into it. No. It would be really good as just a two mana one one with plus one plus one for each creature card in your graveyard. It would already like that, those cards exist. Those cards exist and they're fine. The hybrid mana makes it better because you don't need good mana fixing, and then you can just, they're just. <clears throat> 
people are like, hey, this set is cool. Power creep is going down. Well, guess what? You're wrong. It's easier to cast more. It's like um, what's it called? The knight that gets lands. Knight of the reliquary. It's a more costing, easier to cast Knight of the Reliquary, but for creatures. Yeah, and, uh, I think it's I closer to uh, mix in between a Liliana's Elite and. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was like, talking with Luke. Oh. Luke is so annoyed about this set. He's like, I hate it. He hates it so much. <laughs> he doesn't understand Mutate. He doesn't like the fact that there's a Godzilla magic crossover. He's just not happy. Mm. Well. Sorry, Luke. And he doesn't play Commander, like so Commander, he doesn't though. care about C20. Who doesn't play Commander? Oh, yeah, also, guys, email us. If, seriously, email us if you want Luke to come back on or not. Give us your opinion. Basically, you guys email, go email us saying you want Luke to come back on, or you can just say, Ezra, I want you to do seven hours of editing. They are mean the same thing. They mean the same thing. Uh, and then here's another signpost uncommon, Dire Tactics. So this is kind of confirming our theory. That there's a creature and an instant, so we already had the legendary. We had the legendary human type thing. What was that called? Uh, I can't find it. But anyways, it was the legendary human creatures you control of indestructible one. And now we have dire tactics, which is white and a black for an instant exile target creature. If you don't control a human, you lose life equal to that creature's toughness. Like I don't care what this is. I think this is a commander staple as well. I need to buy Fiend Artisan before it gets expensive from my Moldrotha deck. Agreed. It's never not going to be expensive, though. I don't know. The set gonna get more I think expensive. this is really good, but I think it, it's not as good in, in, like, modern. I think it's extremely good in standard, though. Oh, yeah. I think it dies to Doomblade. Doomblade isn't in standard. Well, it dies to Doomblade in any format. That's not standard or kind of. So, yeah, people are calling it. It's everything plus Tarmogoyf. It. I don't know. It, it's not quite Tarmogoyf. Tarmogoyf is is the first line of text of Tarmogoyf is better. Right, right. But I don't know. I think this card is really, really good as long as you can make more creatures and sacrifice them. It's so good, especially in decks that want specific creatures like. I don't know if you're playing. This might be good in like uh, time mid range. Definitely good in like a vizier druid combo in modern. Oh, I agree. We'll have to that's see. Normally an Abzan deck, that's normally an Abzan deck. Because that's normally an Abzan deck. This seems like it has a lot of potential, but I, I think we'll see how where this goes and like what direction. I have a oh, and this is really good with Coco. This is really good with Coco because it's only a one one. Coco. So yeah, this. I, th DMC. I think this is gonna. Hmm? Coco is CMC three or less. <laughs> it's fine with Coco. I'm being mentally slow today. Okay, never mind. Miles, yeah, what were you saying? Uh, have you guys I don't mentioned play the uh, Apex of Death yet? Yes, we've yes. talked about okay. we, We've talked about all the Apexes. We did that earlier in the episode. Alright, alright. Alright, all right, so, so why don't uh, we do... Yeah, call the Death Dweller. Alright, Miles, you got this one. It's uh, on the dock. Hold up. I was... Wait, okay, I'll read this one. we're all the way up here. Whoa. Wait. Was I all right, I, I'll just read Call of the Death Dweller really quick. Call of the Death Dweller it, it is... Led to oh, I linked answer. the wrong thing. My bad. Okay, Call of the Death Dweller. I have it right here. Okay. Two and a black for a sorcery. That's an uncommon. Return up to two 
target creatures with converted mana cost with total converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Put a death counter on either of them, then put a menace counter on either one of them. I think this is very good. I think this is good. It just it reanimates up to two things and then makes them better. This art for this is terrifying though. Look at that dude. Four eyed rat. What even is that? You don't what type of animal rat. is that? I do like fried rat, but what is that? I'm thoroughly confused at what this is trying to be. There's like a hog, also like a... Okay, anyways, disgusting. Alright, let's move on. Death's Oasis. Alright, uh, I can read this one. So, um, Death's Oasis is an Abzan, or in new uh, triomes, an Indatha. I know that's weird. An Indatha, or a white-black-green for an enchantment, has whenever a non-token creature you control dies, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Then return a creature card with lesser converted mana cost than the creature that died from your graveyard to your hand. Also, has the activated ability. One, in Sacrifice Death's Oasis, you gain life equal to the greatest converted mana cost among creatures you control. Oh yeah, I remember looking at this card. Ugh. Ugh. This is interesting. Um, so, this is good. Definitely very good. Good in Commander, to say the least. Um, I, this is confusing to me. It's kind of like a little bit of tortured existence, a little bit of life gain. It's a little, a little bit of scrap troller also. A little bit of Abzan Ascendancy. I think it's... Yeah, I I think I this is good in Commander, though. I think like this is good Commander in Commander. Or Pioneer, but it's definitely good in Commander as, like, an engine. In some kind of, like, Abzan grindy aristocrats deck. Alright, so, uh, let me read off the... Or Shadowborn Apostle deck. <sighs> okay, wait, hang on. Let me read off all the people who are previewing quotes today. They might have already, but, uh, at Wizards Magic, Abelay, Alias V... Ali Eldrazi, Atomic O, Brainstorm Brewery, B O K, and Brainstorm Brewery just dropped their Icoria preview card. I'm clicking on it so we can watch it. <laughs> what was that? I said Brainstorm Brewery, and then the notification pops up. Brainstorm Brewery preview card. That's crazy. All right, can someone someone continue reading a code while I figure out what the preview yeah. code is? Okay, Miles. Yeah, Mythos of Sand Dax. Say Snapdax. Mythos. Mythos yeah, of Snapdax. Uh, it's two white and a white for a sorcery. Uh, each player chooses an artifact, a creature, an enchantment, a knot, and a planeswalker from among the non-land permanents they control. Then, sacrifices to the rest. If black-red was spent to cast the spell, you choose the permanents for each player instead. That's really Ooh. interesting. So, it's... This is interesting. It's a... It's a... Alright, I got it. Alright, so channel 4... Wait, hang on. Well, let's... Let's talk right. about Okay, okay, sorry. So, It's um, an interesting board wipe. Yeah. Because if you write I think it in it's... white, black, red, you can just... Basically choose what you want. Because they just choose one permanent of everything. <clears throat> Type except land. 
Is this the mythos of snapdacks that we're talking yes. about? This so is that was cooler board white. I don't oh, know. Oh, oh, oh. This cool. seems decent as just a four mana board wipe. Yeah. Especially in like. But, but I think you if you can paint more and it gets really good. It's, good. it's like tragic arrogance. Hmm. This is which is the card from Magic Origins that did the that did the second part. Like you choose from each person an artifact creature oh, or yeah. chain planeswalker. And then but that was three white white instead of two white white. Uh, Alright, this is this is cool, the preview card. Two blue and a red. This is again confirming our instant and creature. So I'm almost hundred percent certain that the signpost on comments, there's one instant or sorcery and one creature. It's an instant with as an additional cost to cast the spell, discard X cards. Target player draws X cards, channel four steals X damage up to up to one target creature or planeswalker. Hmm. And it's also no set. Which what is this card called? Channeled Force. You're not going to find it anywhere. It just got dropped 30 seconds ago. Where so. is it? Uh, it's... Uh, I'll take a screenshot and I'll send it. Just but uh, if you guys want to see it, it's the video's titled Icoria PV Card by the Brainstorm Brewery. They're an MTG lifestyle slash finance uh, podcast and channel. And they do stupid things. And they're also really funny. So watch them if... You're fine with hearing PG thirteen humor. It's no set though, which is yeah. cool because and people are like, "No sets on this plane." And they're like, "Where's your evidence? We don't have any." But now we do. There was no set in the flavor text. Yeah. Um. Hmm. And also no set in the other. I don't. Eh, I think this card is fine. It's I don't a signpost on common. I don't it's think not it's supposed gonna... to be great. Are they yeah, doing I, a it's... cycle of uh mythos? Mythos, they're doing a cycle of Mythos for each for each of the uh, Apexes, yeah. That but, uh, yeah, I think Channel Force is good. And, like, I, th- I mean, it's... I, I, think it, I think it's average. I think it's, like, a... No, I mean, it's good for, like, draft. It's it's good for limited. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, Rao's uh, Outburst. It's Rao's not outburst, But that was a good card, more standard. Because they're Cause both... You know when you've got Rao's those cards in your hand that you really just want to get rid of? Yeah, I, I think it's fine and limited. I don't think it's going to see play anywhere else, though. It's yep. also just a decent imitation of Clarion Winds, though, where you just discard all your, your whole hand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not yeah, that it, bad. It's not that bad if you pitch your whole hand, draw everything, get a new grip of cards, and then and then deal X damage to stuff. It, this would have been better in limited if it was any target, but because it's only a creature of Planeswalker that knows it. I think I think the flavor is on point here. But I don't I don't know how playable it is. Yeah, no, I agree. It could I be agree. it could be fine. Alright, let me Can I read the go other down mythos? the I don't know. Is there yeah, another mythos? Yeah, yeah mythos of Nethory. Nethroy. Nethroy? Nethroy. Mythos Oh Mythos uh, of Nethroy. Both both Two mythos of Nethroy and Snapdex are illustrated by Seb McKinnon. I, I'm guessing they're all going to be Seb McKinnon yeah, because they're, they're all like these more painting type things. Yeah, they're yeah. they're pretty cool. Uh, it is two and a black for an instant. Destroy target non-land permanent if it's a creature or if green-white was spent to cast a spell. Yeah, it's good. I think it's a good card. Yeah. It's I just think- a very good 
Yeah, so it's three mana, instant speed, destroy target creature, so it's a strictly better murder. Already. Um, nice. It has a less restrictive cost. But it also I think if you can... If you can play black or green white, which is not super easy, it's like um, Assassin's Trophy a little better. I don't know. It's interesting. If you can pay Abzan, I think it's a really good card. But I think it's fine as a three mana destroy target creature. It's good. Yeah, we've we, I think we got Everquill Phoenix is a new spoiler. Everquill Phoenix is two red red for a creature Phoenix. The four four with mutate for three and a red. And flying, whenever this creature mutates, create a red artifact token named Feather yeah. with one sacrifice feather return target Phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield tap. Feather. This keeps going with Phoenix Tribal. Feather, what have they done to guess you? What, guess what, guess what? <laughs> it's Feather, it's Feather. Another Feather. Feather the Redeemed ah. has, been, has been turned into a Phoenix. Guess guess what? There's Guess what, what? they just spoiled? A two mana three what? one. Oh, hooray. Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, they've also, they also did a one white man, a creature fox with, it's a one, one. And whenever you cycle another card, put a one, one counter on flourishing fox and it's cycling for one. They did it again, cycling for one colorless mana, which is new. Mm. I don't, I don't think that exists up in the list. Wow. I could be wrong, but cycling for one is really good. Right. There are cards that are literally just one mana draw, like one colorless mana draw a card would be insanity. Right? It's like our, one colorless yeah, mana? Right, right, there's no such thing as a one mana artifact that enters the battlefield and draws a color. You have to do something else to it to make you draw a color. Well, I mean, there's like Arkham's Astrolabe. That's true, but we don't talk about Astrolabe. I'm getting Astrolabe's really I mean, Astrolabe is really good. So. Well, Astrolabe got banned out of Popo, so. It's, it's a testament to how good colorless cards like that right. are. Oh my god, it Although, got banned out of one man or whatever, that we do. Heh, sorry, someone, both of you were talking at the same time and didn't hear you. <laughs> we were all talking. Yeah, we okay. were all talking. Okay, anyways, let's move on. Reconnaissance mission. Reconnaissance mission is two blue-blue and for an enchantment, and whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card, and also cycling for two. Blue staple. I'm calling it right now. This goes in any blue deck with creatures. Yeah, Just I think Simic, this is really good in Simic creature decks. Um, we know it's already. Like file. You know, yeah, it's like Defense Gawker, or Stalker, which we already well, no, it's, said was it's good. More similar to, well, it's more similar to Biden of Thassa, actually. Biden of Thassa oh, yeah. is too blue-blue. It has the whenever a creature deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. But it also has two and a blue and tap it. Your creatures, uh, creatures your opponents control attack this tone if able, but it's also an artifact, which knows it, because it's an enchantment artifact, it's doubly removable, which means it can basically just get removed, like, Biden of Thassa can get removed by every color except for black. Because it's an enchantment artifact. Yeah. It, it, I guess not really blue, but, like, uh, this, this is more resilient, and also cycling is, like, I found it to be so valuable. Yeah, I cycling think, is, I it's so it's a really good card. I think it's just a solid card, and it's going to be decent in in every format except Legacy and Vintage. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about Modern actually, but I think Pioneer Standard. I think there, are, there are some decks that might want it. I think it's just a, yeah. it's a solid card. It's not, it's not crazy. It's not terrible. I think it's just solid. 
I think it's solid. I agree. Um, so yeah, put this in your blue decks. Like, find the Foss as a blue staple. So I expect this to be a pretty decent sta staple as well. And then there's also the fact that... Um, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, it's an uncommon, as opposed to Biden of Thassa being a rare. So Biden, Biden was a rare. Yeah, and so then Biden. so this is going to be in, like, one in every, like, ten packs or something. Yeah, that's... Maybe, maybe not ten, but, like, yeah. this is going to be in, because it's an uncommon, just that, by that, purely, it's going to have a much larger amount of, uh, well, it's, it's going to be a larger influx of reconnaissance missions over Biden of Thassa. So I think Biden of Thassa is the most comparable. Uh, but it's also similar to Deep Fathom Skulker, which is another favorite card of the podcast. Uh, that's a fun card as well. Yep. All right, um, Miles, okay, Insignet. I mean, we kind of called it, didn't we? Right. We we were literally talking about this yesterday. Okay, or, or the day before. is being printed in every Commander deck in C20. Yay! Hopefully this will drop its Thank price enough so that way we can buy t 70 of them and then just sell them when they go back up. Agreed. Charlie wrote total on the outline because our next is a very big total. Anyways, oh. okay, Signet, we also, we also got other uh, C20 news, and that C20 news is Potno With is returning. So not straight up Potno, but Potno With. So two cards that two commanders that can specifically partner with each other. So the last time we saw this, and the only other time we've seen this was Battle Bond. And partner with was a such a cool commander. And we've got we've got like the I think there are four popular sets of commanders with partner with, and those are Rowan and Will Kenrith, uh, Pure and Toothy, Krav Cor and Ragna, and Corvath 